Cracksford. How much, man? Yourself? How are you getting on? Yeah, it's really warm here. It's been uh, mostly having the, the door of the office open, which is nice, but obviously that doesn't work when uh, there's a recording involved. Oh, no, really? But I have the, you probably hear, if you can hear a hum in the background, that's my uh, air purifier. Which is great, right? Air purity is fine and it's doing some sort of ion thing, which I don't understand, which I hear is great as well. But I think it's what I actually want as a fan. <laughs> not, not an yeah, air purifier. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually what you want. An air purifier is not much good, especially when you live in the countryside like you do. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. very good nice air, yeah. air anyway. I mean, there, is, there is cold air coming out of it, but it's like as if someone is blowing cold air through a straw, you know, like a small child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's shite here, man. We had hail. I had to, the hail was so bad yesterday after the forest. I had to pull over the car and stop. Because Yeah, yeah, people Are in the back. Are you in the, the southern hemisphere or something? <laughs> like, what's going on? It was mad, yeah, weather's bad. But sure, look, it's weather, it's whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yesterday you know? wasn't great here. It's kind of, it's doing that crowded house thing of four seasons in one day yeah. you know, where it can be like glorious for an hour and then you know Baltic and then overcast and then you go, oh there's definitely thunder coming and then you know it's night it's all over. It's weird Ireland's very odd and I suppose Ireland the, is the, odd. the lack of um, <laughs> traffic and airplanes and all that you know the sky doesn't really know what to do with itself <laughs> it's going to be... <laughs> where are the chemtrails yeah. <laughs> look at all those people being happy now that there's no chemtrails <laughs> They're not getting cancer anymore. What the fuck? Is it cancer? Yeah. Fluoride? Did you see um oh there's been like Irish politicians have been like um putting in petitions to stop uh, 5G stuff getting built and they're they're saying look it's not because of any conspiracy but it's just in case. Which what what the fuck does that mean? Obviously that means you believe in the conspiracy. I know well you know like it's just in case like what the fuck does that mean? No, it's just a <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You can These literally say that about anything. I was going to put a picture up on my wall. Am I didn't you? Well, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> there was a good one as well. Someone linked, ah, I think it was on Reddit or something. They linked up. It was the same Sinn Féin politician that had been, had put a motion in front of Dublin Corporation about um, not putting fluoride in the water. Yeah. So one Sinn Féiner does it, then another Sinn Féiner does it, another Sinn Féiner does it, and like one of them was like, "Well, look, I have, I have a cousin, and 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 her teeth are falling out, and she doesn't eat the sweets. She doesn't eat the sweets, which you have to translate for people means she doesn't eat a uh, candy or uh, you know sweet <laughs> sugar, uh, sugar, uh, you know. But she doesn't eat. Obviously, your fucking cousin." His daughter is eating sweets, you fat waist. <laughs> or or just ways, have I mean. bad genetics. Like people have bad yeah, genetics. Yeah, teeth are falling out, and like and then uh, yeah yeah. But 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 what what was really good about it was uh, then uh, there was a doctor on the panel, and she just rolled up her sleeves and went, cracked her knuckles and went, right, fluoride, <laughs> let's fucking do this. And yeah. she just listed off a million things of why fluoride's really great in the water. So, okay. Yeah, it was like that uh, thing you sent me that we were talking about on social media. That was really good. Uh, uh, the truth, whatever it was, the truth behind 5G or some, some whatever it was called. It. And it was like your man going around the streets, look, no birds. There's no birds here. Immediately cuts to a shot of a load of birds. <laughs> <laughs> that was rich. Yeah, yeah, someone was on your, your, your Facebook giving out with 5G. Like, and what was it? He was like, oh, well, I, no one in the mainstream media is saying anything that 5G is okay. Tommy puts up links. <laughs> Two people in the mainstream media, and then your man says, "Yo, well, not in America." I said, "What the fuck do you want, like?" Know, yeah, you can't have it all. And like, do you know, I hovered over. I, 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 I got the article from Sky News, 
that they put out ages ago and I and I had it linked and I was I hovered over the send button I was going to send it to you and I went you know what I'm staying out of this because <laughs> that fellow's a fuckwit so fuck him you know I'm not, I'm not here to educate anyone but like but it shows you that like the Americans are like oh well, no one is telling us and if like the UK version of Fox News is even telling people 5G yeah, is okay yeah, yeah. but in America Fox News is telling people 5G isn't okay it's just like ah, it's just, yeah, I, but I, mean, I suppose in one sense you have to kind of go like they're in a from an outsider's point of view America is very very strange and I'm assuming that a lot of Americans from an insider's point of view are beginning to see that America is very very strange so like you can understand in a sense a bit more the hysteria around things like 5G and stuff like that because of the type of media that seems to be the case in America yeah. um, compared to like the, not saying that the media over here is fucking awesome and perfect and never lies to you but, you know, it seems to be a bit, a bit less... Um, well, see, when you have national kind of news medias like the RTE and BBCs, whatever, they're not in really in any competition with anyone, so they don't have to, in a sense, hype up things or, you know... But it's, you know... Well, they do, because they're paid for... Well, they're run by the governments, so... Yeah. Do you know? Although RTE didn't used to be run by them so much. Now it's they're very much kind of in cahoots. Well, they have to be in cahoots, because... They're like, oh, we don't have enough money. You have a license fee. Literally yeah. every house in Ireland gives you money. Oh, we need more money. You don't need more money. You're and you have advertising. <laughs> like, you, you know, you have both. Come here to ask you a question. You know, there's yeah, a yeah, kind yeah. of conspiracy around, because you've worked in newspapers and stuff like that. You were a dirty, pervertous journalist at one point. Hack, yeah. Uh, um, you know when people go, oh, they're all in cahoots with the government and all that. Is there literally ever a case that <laughs> the government rings up the paper goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk about that. I assume it has to happen in some ways, like. Ah, uh, yeah, like, it would happen with with. Ah, uh, yeah, it would happen certainly with like cases and all like that, like criminal. A court stuff. case, yeah, with law, yeah. like so, but not. Don't talk about um, fluoride and water, or you know, don't you know, that kind of stuff. Nah, nah, <laughs> go away with you, Jesus Christ! It's your next. It's Alan Moore's thing, man. Everything's rudderless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the whole world is rudderless. But like, I I know that there's stuff like, that that the the Irish police, the Gardaí. They'll um, yeah, they'll stage like fake roadblocks and stuff like that to try and catch people, which is right. I, I, like, I like the sound of yeah. So like they'll be trying to trying to say there's someone hiding in some village or something. So they'll put up some fucking roadblocks that is aren't needed at all, just to try and make them nervous and stuff. So I like right. that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hey, did That's you see of... um, you know the drug war in Ireland, the Kinnahans and the other for the Hutches. I don't know. I'm vaguely aware of it, but not, oh, not enough. Oh, so to, you I know, know the names, right? You know yeah, the names. Yeah. So, so the I think he's the son of the head Kinnahan fella. Nasty bunch of people, right? Uh, he's trying to clean up his image now because he wants to be a. Well, he has a, a a boxing promotions company. So say, so he has boxers who are in his kind of house. You get me? And so he's trying to run, he's trying That's to... What about uh, social distancing? The can't be in his house. Ah, well, it's in Dubai anyway, so, you know. Um, so he's wanting to get involved. There's this huge boxing match coming up. It's going to be the biggest boxing match of all time. Like It's going to be massive. Tyson Fury and uh, Joshua something. His surname Tree. is Joshua. Anyway, Joshua Tree. So it's going to Joshua Tree. They're going to yeah, go at it. Branches and all. Leaves. Leave nothing unturned or something. I, don't know, I can't think of a pun. Um, this is going to be huge. This is this is going to be the biggest fight since fucking Ali Frazier. This is going to be massive. And only, I don't even like boxing. But he's trying to get involved. Okay. So he needs to clean up his image so that people will give him business. And what's been happening on, on YouTube and all is that people have been putting, other boxing promoters have been putting out um, 
like videos with him or videos uh, talking about him, upping him. And there's even like Tyson Fury, he's one of the boxers in it. He's like had videos with this fella. He's like one of the biggest drug dealers in the fucking world. Like, right. you know, this is like Pablo Escobar trying to run a fucking boxing company or whatever. So um, on YouTube now, uh, came out last week, they've put out a propaganda video of about the assassination attempt of him, which happened in Dublin about three, four years ago, when a bunch of armed um, armed lads dressed as Irish police uh, went in and tried to tried to kill him. Now his right. propaganda video is like, well, you know, I'm innocent. I, well, no, he didn't talk in it, but he's like, <laughs> no, Daniel, Daniel was uh, very nervous for the women and children who were in the. He's killed thirty people. <laughs> For fuck's sake, like, we know that. You know, women and children are me bollocks. Yeah. So, so his his uh, he alludes to this. Uh, this is all uh, 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 the guards, the Irish police. This is their um, a conspiracy to kill him because the linchpin of his uh, his theory is that well, uh, the week before uh, the Irish police had seized some uh, AK forty seven knockoffs that the old IRA were using, so they used those guns. And I thought, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. The police are the Irish police are armed, okay? We think yeah. they aren't, but they are. Why? Why, Daniel Kinnan, would they use guns from the nineteen fucking sixties that weren't even AK forty seven? They were knockoffs. Yeah, yeah. Why would they use unreliable <laughs> shitty guns when they have some of the best arms that you can buy? Yeah, you yeah. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> no. But that's because it's plain oh. that the Irish cops don't have guns. Well it's Irish Foot cops don't have guns, like, but the techies yeah. and above guns, of course. And, uh, no, no, even, and, and even, even the street guards, they, they won't have guns when they're patrolling the streets. They have them in the car. Right, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, but even that, that, even that, 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 that just to think, that, that's fine too, because it means that their, their go-to isn't a gun. That, that's, that's what the whole thing ah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But if shit goes down, <laughs> yeah, if shit goes down, they just run back to the car and get it. Or and do you know bad as well? Just hold I'm, on I, a minute, Paddy. Hold on a minute. Don't cause any more trouble. Stop here, too much I, of trouble. Get this. Get this. I have a cousin in the garage, right? And he was telling me that, like, every when he goes to do a uh, target practice, he has to pay for his own bullets. <laughs> that's, that's the most a, Irish thing I've ever heard that's in my how life. Poor yeah. the Irish police are. <laughs> Fucking hell, like it's ridiculous. Irish police uh, calling in sick so they can get the three hundred and fifty COVID payment. <laughs> <laughs> but look, if anyone's into like. Uh, uh, Pablo Escobar and, and those kind of you know rags to riches drug stories look up this Kinahan and, and Hutch drug feud because there's tons and tons of videos on YouTube about it and it's proper it's modern day like I mean in, in 20 years time there'll be you know these uh, narcos type yeah, docu- yeah. or, or series Netflix, about these guys you know it's mad stuff this time a year ago you would have been going oh I could do a good documentary with this I could do a <laughs> yeah, YouTube story yeah, yeah, yeah. would have been writing up your, your <laughs> fucking would have been yeah now yeah, okay now yeah. but I know look I know I'm coming across wound. I am a little bit wound up about it because he's taking this liberty of saying well you know I'm a good upstanding citizen of the world and, and what's I the just... response is it like is it everyone in the world loving him other than Spud at him just going right, you're yeah, an yeah. idiot you know because yeah. obviously he's he's his ego is so big from all the fucking half of Colombia that he stuck up his nose <laughs> he thinks he's going to get away with this and like he might get away with it because he's out in Dubai and he's running his empire from there and what a look I mean I'm not going to begrudge him making a few quid because I think drugs should be legal anyway yeah. so if he wanted to get into it that way but like He's like 30 people. people dead. 30 you know? people <laughs> dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bit shitty. Yeah. Like, but then again, man, you know, 
like if you know anyone connected with with, with boxing or anything like that in Ireland, it's it's ridiculously corrupt as a, as a sport. Ah, jeez, it's a, it's just a huge money laundering operation for the different gangs. Oh really? Basically. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what boxing in Ireland has become, you know. Uh, and ah, like well. it's old sport corrupt. Like it's just like it's, it's this kind uh, of view no, of uh, things being fair. It's like soccer uh, corrupt. Soccer. What have I ever no, thought the, of soccer? MMA would have a bit of it as well. Um, because there's lots of different divisions and 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 types of stuff in that. So like there's the UFC, which is Conor McGregor, but then there's lots of like other smaller associations under that. Right, right, you know? right. Yeah. Uh, what's the big one that's corrupt? Uh, tennis is is corrupt. Is it? Yeah, yeah. But the lower the lower levels of it is really right. corrupt. Like you can have like. So is it, is it like so say football equivalent? Like the Premiership's probably grand, but Division Four is fucked. Like is it that kind of a? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was asking a couple of lads in UEFA about this one time, and they mm. were saying, look, anything that's below the second professional level would have it going on. Yeah. Right. What about GAA? Yeah, <laughs> Definitely, yeah, yeah. rugby <laughs> as well. Yeah, rugby. Rugby's full of uh, um, drugs and steroids, and they don't test for it. All right, really? In, in the same way, they do test for it, but they don't test for it in the same way. Like, pre- like the Premier League's really strict about drugs, like right, really, right, really right. strict. But uh, the rugby, yeah, uh, you're all right. Lads. We'll, we'll do it tomorrow, sure. You know, <laughs> kind of thing. Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's sport. Atten where there's lots of money involved. Uh, I know someone question. made a good point, and I've no idea who it was. And I'm going like, like, if you say right, well, like, like everyone can take steroids, whatever. Grant, like, let's see how far we can push yeah, this. Yeah, whatever, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, we're doing yeah. it anyway. So, what, yeah, what's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. what's the problem? There's no one kind of in Major League Baseball who's not doing it, say, or whatever. It's just sitting there going, oh, if only, only, you know, I had my chance. <laughs> this is only fail. This is only fail. Look, I've been trying. I've been saying to people for years, like, let's, like, you know, the Dutch um, had this idea for Big Brother. Uh, they thought that and, and it took off and made them an absolute yeah. fortune to people behind that and it was like gladiator death flights <laughs> you might like, run I'd into feel, some I'd feel, issues <laughs> I, I'd feel bad about watching it every week <laughs> <laughs> the first week <laughs> but when I bought the Blu-ray lot, box set that was just the worst <laughs> there's a fucking lot of people out there who would watch people kill each other that's all well, I'm saying look, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, there's a historical precedent for such a, a, a you know, a thing. Like, exactly, people like Tommy. to see people die. Exactly, Tommy. You know? And, you know, I just want to be the executive producer for one or two series. That's all, <laughs> yeah. really. No, and yeah. I'm not going to kill anyone. I'm just going to film it. <laughs> <laughs> Your listeners are horrified now. Uh, is he no, messing? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not Tommy, is he messing? Is he messing, Tommy? Tommy, what's he on? <laughs> I don't know. He, I don't think he even knows. He just talks when his mouth <laughs> yeah. opens. Yeah. I did someone mention something and go, did I say that? Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's recorded too. <laughs> it's recorded. Ah, yeah. oh, no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so how's the coronavirus over there? You are fully open now at this point, are you? Uh, everything except the pubs are open because I got it wrong when I was telling you before. It's did only you... pub, it's pubs with food. Ah, pubs yeah, yeah. with food are open. Anywhere with food uh, 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 is open. And it's good, but uh, yeah, it's grand. We went out. We met. We've, I've met a couple of people during the week. Uh, places aren't busy but there's more people on the streets and there's more people around. But people are right. being fairly decent with the masks, even though they're not covering their noses, they're covering their mouths right, um, yeah. most of the time. And then some people are just not. No, everyone will have them, but they're kind of depending on where they are. Like if you're on a street in town, people are wearing them. But like the streets out where I live, like people just put them on and off. And, and what's like, the legal requirement for masks in Poland? 
you're supposed to be wearing them, but but they're going to be changing it now soon. I think in the next week or two, where it'll only be in indoor areas, shops, restaurants. And can it be but, like a but stall? even in restaurant, restaurants? Restaurants are mad, a, right? Yeah. Restaurants are mad because you, you go in and there's like a what do you call it, um, sterilization station or whatever, and you, you just uh, spray your hands with the what do you call it? Spray. Spray, yeah, spray your hands with spray. Uh, and then and then you take off your mask, you sit down, and you order your stuff. And sometimes the waitress is wearing a mask, sometimes she isn't, whatever, right? I don't yeah. know what the legality is of it. But like, so like you're in the restaurant, you don't have to wear a mask, but outside you have to wear the mask. And now they're going to change it to like, okay, when you're in shops, you have to wear the mask. And pubs, you won't have to wear the mask. I think, well, what's the fucking point here? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's almost as if no one knows what they're doing. That's yeah, but <laughs> rudderless. rudderless, rudderless, absolutely yeah. rudderless. It's a yeah, strange well, word. Ireland I mean, is just gone to like. There's, you could go to any amount of house parties. There's people just like it's up on Facebook. It's up on all the social medias. Like throngs of people at all these things. It's just, but this to be said, and this not to feed into the conspiracies. Or since Ireland kind of decided unofficially to reopen. Yeah, so we'd no debts. That's you know, it's still yeah. on the way down. So I mean, yeah. it's it's obviously not to kind of say you know become the land of do as you please, right? Because I don't, I definitely don't think that's the way forward. But whatever we're doing seems to be all right. So you know, yeah. Uh, look, I don't know. I think just you know, I've been out and about a good bit in the last seven days, and like, just wash your hands as often as you can. Don't don't touch yeah. your face. You know, take don't have testicles in your mouth. <laughs> Unless you want to. Well, not in public, though. Do you know, yeah, make yeah. kids walk around. On that <laughs> yeah, so that's, I don't know. But like, sure, but there was a thing, did I, tell you about, did I tell you about the school teachers? I think I did oh, last yeah, week. Oh, yeah, told, you told me, not on podcast, though, so you can tell us. Yeah, so there was, before they opened the, the play schools, preschools in a city called Woodge. It's a pretty big one. It's not far from Warsaw. Apparently, it's David Lynch's favourite city in the world. So that'll give you an oh, idea that's of the exactly madness what it's like. <laughs> that goes on there. Yeah, there's just fucking houses built onto the sides of houses and toilets yeah. are outside and hanging off them. And Anyway. Um, a load of dead bodies uh, on the beach. Small, <laughs> small men with long white hair just walking around, just talking backwards. Transcendental <laughs> uh, meditation, man. Yeah, man, people man, hopping man. in the lotus position all down the main street. <laughs> So they did this, uh, did the corona test on 3,000 uh, school teachers and found that 600 of them had the virus, but none of them were sick. And then they did this other thing with the coal miners down here, because my area of Poland, the numbers went up massively, thanks to coal miners dying. But they found that they did this. <laughs> it's uh, like, it was like as if it was there for tanks to get coal miners. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. coal no. miners. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um... They found they did a random test. I think of I I think it was four hundred coal miners from different coal mines, not just the one now. And they found that ninety five percent of these people tested uh, had the coronavirus, but also none of them were sick as well. So right. that'll tell you, like, it's everywhere. It's it's so, so much sitting right more, here, completely uh, utterly oozing a coronavirus enemy yeah. and feeling great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's around us everywhere, and I think I think the governments now are just like, ah, okay. Well, we can't we can't really do anything, but most people aren't getting sick or even showing it. So, go on. Anyway. Yeah, it's an odd thing because like we were as we were saying, um, <laughs> previously. But I don't know if it's on the podcast or just us talking about it. But it's like um, I wonder the governments kind of go, oh well, we probably shouldn't have locked down because what can we do? But at least you know they were trying it to kind of at least slow it down so that, you know, it wasn't a big panic. So it's probably the right move and all that. Whereas somewhere like Sweden, 
where it's, you know, the debt tolls have gone way up and all that kind of stuff. And it might, right at this moment, looks like it might have been a bad idea. They were going, well, it could be 10 years before there's a vaccine. You can't close for 10 years. Mm. So at some point, so you won't really see, it, in five years' time, when we look back at how different countries reacted to different things, it's only when we're really going to see what was the right thing. You know, rather than in the middle of us pointing fingers at Sweden. Well, like be two pointing. weeks ago, everyone was pointing <laughs> fingers at Sweden, how awesome they were. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. This week, it's, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> how could you? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But England are still going to get it wrong, though. Like, we're, we're sure of that. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, as as that's, we're happy. that's yeah. planned. Like, they want it. They seem to just want it. <laughs> Did you see the video of Trump getting on the airplane with the umbrella? No. Oh, it's, it's just the perfect kind of... Um, Example, or I suppose the perfect thing of encapsulation of Trump, or whatever. So he's, he's getting up to the airplane, has the, the umbrella behind him, and he walks in and he can't get the umbrella uh, in the door, so he just drops it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just kind of like, you know, like a two year old just can't do something, just drops it from mommy and daddy to pick up. And he just goes, oh, that's good. I'm not fine. It's so, it's so. Does the video show his arse? Trump has the biggest. He has a, he has Jupiter basically on his fucking at the end at the top of his legs. His arse is massive. Yeah, but he's like ninety nine or something. He's seventy eight or something. He's an old man. Like he's not. And he was never like peak physique at any point, really, was he? Like imagine poor Melania with that on top of you or behind you or whatever they do. Just yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, live in separate rooms with separate beds and separate lives. I would say it's mostly what that. Yeah. But I mean, you look at someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, who's been in peak, uh, you know, physical condition for like a lot of his life, and even him, like as an old man, he, he looks old man. You know what I mean? Like he still looks good, like for whatever he is. To like, imagine someone who's never in that condition. <laughs> they're not going to be. They're not going to be pretty. You know? <laughs> no, they're not. But yeah, I don't know. Like the whole thing, like you could all look back and just go, yeah, yeah, maybe it was a bit of a pendulum, maybe it was. I, I don't know. Like, oh, it's, it's definitely a pendulum. There's no question yeah. of that. I don't know. Yeah, a pendulum, but it's like yeah. it's something that maybe Sweden and Belarus will be proved to be right eventually. But I, I don't know. I think you, you do have to be cautious. You know what I mean? You don't want people oh, dying. Think, left, no, right, yeah, and center, right. You know, I think. Uh-huh. Like, I mean. If we're to accept that what we were told, and it's not the conspiracy, and it's not whatever. That whole thing. I think the so let's for the first time in or the existence of you know the Western world, or whatever. Let's put people ahead of you know the economy, and uh, I think it was a good move. Like I mean, it might yeah. turn out ultimately you've been um, an ill-informed move, but I think it was it was the, it was a, you know a move from the heart, or you know it was like it was kind of a human thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if it's wrong, I think you know I still applaud it for, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. kind of. But like I mean, it's it. better for the economy to fail. Than for millions of people to fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I hope we can all at least agree on that, and well, that I'm should be our sure, starting I'm point. I'm not sure because there's certainly well, the people who don't agree too. with that, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I don't. But that's the whole thing that like, people go, oh well, maybe they were wrong, or maybe we shouldn't have closed down. But then you look at the states and go, well, they're not doing well. You know, they're really yeah. not like I mean, what of the them in Brazil have the highest equal number of cases yeah. and death. But again, as soon as you read any of that, like particularly on Reddit, so America has the highest cases ever, you know, and then underneath it, yeah, but they, they don't include this or they include that and other countries are doing this. Yeah. And then the next one after, no, you're wrong. Actually, what it is, is that, and then by the end of it, you go, I don't know what even America uh, is yeah. as a country. <laughs> what is people? <laughs> <laughs> what is people? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I hope I hope within another week or two, everything's a bit more back to normal for everyone. 
especially yeah, well, you I, lads I, in Ireland because I feel I feel you know I feel sorry for people because it's like you're all looking at Europe and everyone in Europe is like hey coffee yeah. ciao woohoo we're all kissing and hugging each other and having a great time and then <laughs> back in uh, lockdown in two weeks <laughs> <laughs> and Ireland is like fucking Europeans yeah. next thing you'll delete the Brexit in Ireland <laughs> Leaving, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the island just leaves the EU, and they went, "Oh no, this is a terrible idea." Let's yeah, not do it's that. a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> of all countries in Europe to leave, mm, not not us, please. I think yeah. I get to a forest on Monday if if the thing holds. Oh yeah, yeah, because there is, it, it goes to twenty kilometers. I'm allowed to go on Monday if if we enter phase two, which it's likely we're going to enter phase two, considering we've no deaths yesterday. And all that. Yeah. And there's a forest 18 kilometers away from me. 18 kilometers. Yeah. It's nice. a lovely one. It's actually it's um, Little Woods. I don't know if you ever seen it. Uh, it was in a couple of the videos. It's really nice. Okay. So we. <sighs> Why would you? They all look the I, same. I, I look, I've seen all, all, all of the videos, but I don't remember. <laughs> is it the one where you do your ruins? Is it that one? Um, oh, probably is. Yeah. We'll yeah. Okay. That, that looks night. cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, come here. Come here. Come here. Quickly yeah. before we move on to the reality transfer and about about ruins. Okay. Yeah. Can you explain to me how they work in magic? And maybe we'll come back to it on another podcast properly. Though. No, it's, it's simple. They work in magic in the exact same way that the sigils of the 47s work. So think of runes as... Um, think of the 47s as stolen an awful lot from the runes because they have the two kind of ideas. So you have the sigil or the glyph, which represents a divination thing. Not, not traditionally. They don't seem to have used it for divination. Um, so a, a sigil could mean uh, wealth, say... Um, but, and then you can use the sigil then to activate that kind of idea in your, your world as well. So it's the yeah. same kind of thing as uh, the fortunate in Fort Servants where you have, you could use this for divination, go, oh, your future will be, you know, fortunate, or you can try to activate the kind of idea in your life. Does that make sense? No. I think it does. <laughs> I think it does. No, it does make sense, but I, I think where I'm having trouble getting it is that, right, well, what's the first letter? The F, the Fook, what's it called? Fehu. Fihu. So Fihu yeah. for me is a letter. So yeah. uh, how how can it just be? How can it be used in magic to mean something it just didn't ever mean? <laughs> uh, because it well because it's it did mean uh, it means cattle. It means that you know movable wealth. It means wealth that's not kind of stored. It's stuff that you uh, usable wealth. Yeah. You know movable wealth. <clears throat> so that's what it meant. But it didn't just mean like the way letter K means nothing yeah. to anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. It represents mm-hmm. other stuff as well. Uh, in the same way that the Jewish um, Hebrew Hebrew Jesus Christ <laughs> not Jesus Christ <laughs> um, it, it, each of their kind of characters represent okay. different things like, as well like Chinese and stuff as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's okay. just the English okay. is, the, is the, the weird, weird yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. English is fucking weird language man yeah. I used to teach it fucking yeah. bonkers <laughs> yeah. like so many things that just you feel English you know oh, yeah that's right yeah and then explain it why I don't know. Just uh, I, I was taught, taught that way. No, but like yeah. when uh, no, I was, what was I reading? Uh, some book and someone was talking about using runes to do a, a divination. But like, so what do you do? You, if, for for every you know, you, you have your twenty. Was it sixteen letters or eighteen? Letters? I don't remember. Whatever it is. Yeah. So they they have them in like a Scrabble bag and empty four or five of them out and say right, and then they just kind of take their meaning from that from how yeah, they match exactly up. Yeah, exactly the same That's way you it, do it yeah. with cards. You know, like you okay, just, yeah, yeah. you know, you shuffle them or whatever. Or but people do it with bones as well, or any different you know, type. Or start, like the I Ching is done with uh, sticks. You throw down, you know, represents you know one of the sixty-four hexagrams. There's like a f- different permutations and. One of them is going to be one of these kind of a, you know, what it re- represents. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, traditionally it wasn't used for divination. It was used for writing and possibly magic, depending yeah. on who you read, but most likely just for writing. And then yeah. there's, I've read other cases where they're saying that runes weren't even used for writing until later. So who knows? It's like, it's like as you, we were saying about the Ohm stuff before, who knows what they were really using it for? It's like, you know, big sticking on the stone, just saying, fuck off out of here. You know, <laughs> the, the height of it, like. Yeah, um, isn't it weird? Like, apparently yeah. Ohm was only used for property. That's right. what we seem to know. But yeah. like, isn't it weird that they had this writing system and that's all they used it for? Well, not if, if you're the, the oral kind of, um, you know, civilization where it's just, you know, you, you tell people the story, you know, and then they learn it. Yeah, but then you just get like Chinese whispers all the time. Because like, look, here, go down to the shop. You need milk, bananas, bread. And then you get down and oh, I can't go. So I'll send, I'll send the outfit, right? <laughs> Dad, you need milk, banana, bread and a monkey foot. Okay, <laughs> okay son. Uh, look, I can't go. I'm going to I'm going to get your sister. Look, you need milk, banana, bread, an uh, elephant foot and a kangaroo pouch. <laughs> and then they come back to the mother and she's like, what the fuck? What am I supposed to do all this shit like? So, you know, I only can, where's my change? What you get thieving bastard? Do you know how dear fucking monkey pouches are? Christ. But you know, it even come down to the reckon that um, Shakespeare's plays are not remotely um, similar to what he actually wrote, that the amount of change yeah, that happens yeah, yeah, in that yeah, kind yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Which is mad, because if you read Shakespeare now, it's still really difficult. Yeah, but that's only because it's not what he wrote. <laughs> when, when he was writing, he goes, yes, and Jim said yeah. to Michael, hello, Michael, how are you? What's the story? One of my mates was doing English literature in, 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 in college years ago, and he gave me his... The first fucking book they give you is Chaucer's, um, and what's Canterbury it called? Tales. Oh my God, he gave it to me and it's just not English. What the fuck is this like? <laughs> Do you know? Did they not translate it into modern English so you learn it? No. Oh. So fuck that. <laughs> oh. yeah, like Ulysses or, or that disaster that is Finnegan's Wake. Oh God. With yeah. the ambiguous uh, S on Finnegan. Is it Finnegan? Finnegan. Yeah, it's not at the starts, but... Yeah, a mess. Ulysses, though. Jesus. Your man, Anton Wilson, what's his name? Robert Anton Wilson. Robert yeah. Anton. He fucking loves, loves it. that. Loves yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, See, that's I like listening to people talking about it. I don't want to read it. No, Not I, that I don't want to read it. I'd love uh, to read it. I can't read it. I don't uh, understand you, it. I get, I get the love for Ulysses because it was so different than what had ever come before and I suppose even what's come after. But it's the first book to ever try a stream of consciousness. It's like, right, yeah. here's 24 hours in this man's head. Let's do it. Like, yeah. It's a fucking brilliant idea. It's yeah. very hard to read, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm, I keep saying I'm going to listen to the audiobooks. The BBC version of it's meant to be the job. Yeah. Like, like from 20 oh, years what's ago, it's meant to be What's great. that actor I like? Stephen Ray. Stephen oh, Ray right. is, is in a Ulysses film. I think it's about two hours long or t- maybe a bit more. And it's very good. It's, right, it right, is right. really good. It's been filmed a few times, but that's that's definitely that's the best one that I've seen anyway. And it's good. Like Stephen Ray. Ray. He's great. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. You know? You know, for someone who dresses and pretend dresses in clothes that aren't his and pretends to be someone he's not and shouts into rooms <laughs> with cameras around, which is he's good acting. at that. He's, good he's, at he's that. very good at that. Which anyone can do, probably. I don't know. Like if they want, try hard enough. I don't know. Acting, maybe acting's really easy. It's just the gatekeepers have controls. Conspiracy man, five G. You know, yeah. you try and get into the fucking Gaiety School of Acting in Dublin, it's fucking five grand just to fucking walk in the door kind of shit, you know? Well, I, so, I heard um, unfounded, possibly untrue, but definitely is true, 
uh, stories about uh, the initiation into the certain orchestras, uh, national or otherwise, and what has to be done. <laughs> and, oh, uh, soggy biscuits. Uh, well, worse. Oh, no worse than soggy biscuit, is there? But it's like they so I assume, even if it's not true, that it's some sort of um, version of those things definitely. I should look at what yeah, Matt Harvey Weinstein and what he was at for years, like in all of that stuff. So there's definitely yeah. that stuff was going on, you know. There was, hey, wasn't there a case in the Irish newspapers not that long ago? They were talking about the, some Trinity College kind of, not secret society, but one of those societies and their initiation, which was fucking nuts. There was like, you know, the thing in The Simpsons, that's a peddling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they do that. That's what right. it is. Was it the Rowan Club or something like that? I don't remember the details of it, but it was like, wow, like it was crazy fucking shit that you would have taught secret societies in the 1700s got up to stuff. It's like, they're still doing that. Crazy Protestants. You know, they're so crazy because they don't have any guilt. They don't have any guilt. They're so crazy. Oh my God. And they work hard. They have to work hard. Crazy Protestants. They're so kooky. the Protestants in Scotland. They got a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, they got a bit weird. Right. Reality transfer. This is, uh, we're going to go into book two, but it gets a bit hazy what the books are, and I was trying to find out. So um, this is The Rustle of the Morning Stars. We called the first book The Rustle of the Morning Stars, but it was The Space Variations. But that is my fault, because the first chapter of Space Variations is called The Rustle of the Morning Stars. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah, um, yeah so we're going to do chapter 7, 8, 9, 10, which may or may not be the full encapsulation of uh, book two, probably not. <laughs> but uh, that's as far as we're going to do. A lot of this, when I was looking through it uh, again, I went, Jesus, there's an awful lot in it. I forgot how much is in it and that I really need to uh, properly sit down and reread it again. But an awful lot of it is uh, repeats from the first book because you have to remember that it was like book two rather than the way it's read now is in the the big bumper book. But there's some good stuff on it. The the first chapter is intention. And it's the the big kind of, I suppose, the core thing of this is the three different types of well, not necessarily intention, but there's the three types of wants, I suppose, which is desire, this inner attention, and this outer at- intention. Um, and I kind of like this. I mean, it, the, the outer intention is quite vague. I'm, I'm, I don't think I, I'm about, I'd say, about 80% understanding exactly what it is. Um, so it's basically desire is the want to have or to do something. But that's kind of it. It's kind of impotent with that. It's just like a wish. It's like you know, the song, Tommy. Free well, from desire, mind and sense are purified. <laughs> Do you know? So the mind and heart, is, I suppose. Uh, yeah, mind and heart, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of desire is, is a bit like just, you know, go, oh, I'd love, I'd love a new car, or oh, I'd love to go on a holiday. But there's like nothing to it. There's no kind of yeah. movement. You're not acting on it. It's exactly. going nowhere. It's kind of yeah. daydreaming, all that yeah. kind of stuff. There you go. It's daydreaming. That's exactly what desire is. Desire is just, oh, I'd love to have that and then doing absolutely nothing about it. I'd yeah. love to, oh, I need to be skinny. I'd love to be skinnier. God, I need to lose weight. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you just, you know, step away from the plate there, that'd be a start. Yeah, do you the know? Uh, Steve Martin joke of, I would do anything to be uh, thin and in shape. Other than, you know, diet and exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> so then no, the, definitely, next, yeah. the next step up then is this inner intention, which is taking the desire or whatever it is and in a sense, forcing your will on the world or making it happen, you know, like kind of going out and doing the thing. 
So it's like you you kind of forced world change to your bend your will <clears throat> kind of thing. So it's like mm. you'll hustle, you know, you know, you'll beg, steal, borrow, you'll do whatever it takes to get the thing you want. Which that's kind of the traditional kind of desire and then intentional thing, you know. Then the last one is this kind of I haven't I hadn't well, I, I came across it in different guises, I suppose. It's this outer intention, which from what I can gather is kind of allowing the goal to come to you or to allow it to manifest around you or within you or whatever but not to force it just to like it's kind of go with the flow on it but it's there's still a kind of a, a movement towards what you know your goal because it's not just simply allowing whatever happens happens that there is a kind of a that you you know it, there's still you're still looking for one particular thing you're still going for a goal but it's allowing it to develop in a kind of a natural state rather than trying to force it. Well, yeah. What, what, yeah, is that, is that what you, you're getting from that? So look, give me, let me give you the two sentences from the, the, from the book, right? So inner yeah. intention, <coughs> excuse me, is the concentration, oh, I've been out all week, coronavirus, that's it, I've got it. <laughs> God, excuse me, sorry. Yeah. Uh, inner intention is the concentration uh, of, in, of attention on the process of moving in the direction of, of your goal and then outer intention is the concentration of attention on how the goal realizes itself. So, like, uh, for me, I think this this one did take a while to get in my head, and I was watching videos of international transurfing TV. I think that's Rene Garcia. You, you yeah. know, she's the only one. She's not the only one, but she's she has a English language channel about reality transurfing. Well, she's the only official, uh, only official uh, endorsed she, by yeah. Madame Zealand Challenge. She says everything. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be doing an interview with him as well. I think that's going to going to be good because it's going to be. There's nothing with him really in English. There's just the that, caption, that Russian, one Russian captions, the shite. Like, yeah, yeah. I hope he wears his sunglasses. He's oh, such a <laughs> and dude. And the wig. Um, and the wig. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's kind of like um, the, 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 uh, one way I kind of see it is if if I kind of put it into a football terms, uh, Messi, a footballer like Messi, is outer intention because he's just so naturally talented that he can beat anyone and has been able to beat anyone since like the age of 10, all right? But then yeah. there's someone like, say, um, James McLean, the Irish footballer, who's just pure inner intention because it's just absolute determination that made him a footballer, whereas right, right. outer intention is just kind of having the talent and letting things come to you. Now, that's obviously Messi trains very hard and works very hard. That's sure, just yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A, a simple example. But it's that inner, yeah, inner intention is like, okay, so I want the BMW, how am I going to change the world so that I get... How am I going to change the world and myself even yeah. to make sure I get that uh, BMW? And then outer intention saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a BMW. Uh, I don't know when, but uh, mm. yeah, I'll, I'll just do what I love doing um, if that's my job or if it's that making art or making music. And the result of that will be I'll eventually get my BMW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes. it. So it's kind of like the... Um in the sense of letting things worry about themselves. Like if you want to be, <clears throat> excuse me, a writer, then you you just go and be a writer and you don't worry about um, how you're going to make money, how you're going to live. You just follow, in a sense, your bliss, yeah. that whole kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they say that like along along the way, along the journey to your goal, that's where you get all of the other things connected with that goal that, that with inner intention you are focusing on anyway. So, yeah. Where am I going to get the women, the cocaine, the drugs, ah, Brazil, Rio? Mm. Um, yeah. Whereas just like, no, I'm going to be a writer, I'm going to write a great book. And then you'll get to do cocaine off the arses of hookers in Rio. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> on a book tour of Harry Potter. <laughs> Could you imagine J.K. Rowling? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a thing in it as well. Just looking at my notes here, I said that, um, of course, as big in reality transfer from this whole idea of you know dropping importance and stuff like that. Part of outer intention is kind of dropping the importance on you know kind of. Um, Stuff that's not important to your goal, I suppose, well, but it's like in order to reduce the importance associated with the goal, the possibility of failure must be accepted at the outset. Once you've accepted the possibility of failure, do not think, just move in the direction of the goal. And that's kind of uh, similar, as we've talked about before, of the whole kind of um, us knows inspired thing of need not matter, need not be. You know, you just, you kind of, you allow it. Oh, well, that's what I want. And if it doesn't happen, that's all right, too. Yeah. Uh, so that the whole lust results and the drop in importance or whatever kind of name we want to put on put on happens. But it's just a kind of a way of, I suppose, not obsessing with it or not getting nervous about it or not kind of um, overanalyze it, overthinking or whatever. Just go, all right, well, like, like if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I suppose the kind of fear in that is that you're not really, you know, you, you kind of feel like you're lessening the grip of your goal or you're not really going for it. But that, that is what the outer intention is pointing at because the more you grip and the more you try to control the closer you become the inner intention on the thing you know in the kind of changing the world and so it's just kind of almost going with the flow letting it kind of happen and uh, and there's a thing that comes up later on uh, in the different words talking about uh, like kind of chunks and stuff like that where it's rather than seeing the big you know because the big goal might be too far away from you from a kind of you know space of you know, different spaces, the alternative space, whatever. So you do it in smaller things. So it's just worrying about what you're doing next, just the next thing rather than big thing and allowing it to go on. But uh, I think that's kind of it. But I mean, it's a big one and it's like, there's that's like 30 pages or 40 pages that's yeah, like yeah. kind of condensed like, into a ferry. Inner and outer and, and trying to get them to work together or, 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 or to make sure they're not working against each other is a hard one to wrap your head around. But it's just, just kind of think about it. It's, like, like I said, that inner is trying to force the world and force yourself to a goal. Outer is just having the goal and then saying, and then taking each kind of step along the way uh, towards towards getting it, you know? Yeah, because there is a thing that comes up, like, <clears throat> it's hard not to talk about all of these things at once, and I know we should be splitting it, but the whole thing of frailing, where there is a particular um, soul signature or vibration or whatever it is, that you, like, there is a door, a particular goal or whatever that suits you and once you kind of find that and you're you're away in a sense but if you're trying to force it or whatever that it's which is the inner intent but it's not to say like he's not saying don't do inner intention he says inner intention's fine for what it is yeah you know and it works and it has its place and all that but the big kind of thing of reality transurfing and how it works is this yeah. outer intention yeah. thing but and like it's that the inner intention means you'll have to work a hell of a lot harder at at achieving the things you want or getting and the things you may want. be less um, enjoyable and fruitful at the yeah. end because yeah. it mightn't be because it, it's less likely to be aligned with this soul signature or this frail because it's you forced it, you know and yeah, yeah. Other I mean like like, like how many times have you heard someone come out with that thing like if you if, if, if you uh, if you turn your hobby into a job then you'll never work a day in your life you know and yeah, that's, yeah. that's what outer intention is is that because like your true goal will to use a woo phrase will manifest itself as you're kind of looking like okay everyone wants to be a rock star everyone wants to be a fucking uh, I don't know porn star whatever star 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 everyone yeah. you know they, they they reach for 
the fucking top of the mountain and whatever it is. But then along the way, they might realize, yeah, actually, I don't really want that. I, I just want to do this. Like, you know, I don't want to be an actor. Maybe I want to be a cameraman, yeah, for yeah, example, yeah. you know? So, yeah, like inner intention would reveal uh, what maybe the outer intention is or was all along, you know? Yeah, we'll come back to that in the, the thing because it'll, it'll come up in the, the later one, which is the, the golden doors section. So the next chapter is this thing of slides. And I really like this idea. Um, and it's not a new idea. Like, of course, it's the whole, it's just basically that idea of that the beliefs um, and view you have of the world, in a sense, colours the world or creates the world. It's like this idea that two, 20 people, but say two people can ha see the same exact situation unfold in front of them and believe two different things about it and both are true from their perspectives you know like two people arguing on the street one can see a passionate two very passionate lovers one can see you know oh he's abusing her or whatever you know it's colored by your experiences yeah, by yeah, your yeah, yeah. kind of um what's well, so the slide is something you carry around in your own mind that others are not carrying so it's something that you've decided about the world that's not necessarily um you know, a kind of a more group thing, because as soon as it comes kind of, I suppose, into that kind of group thing, you're getting into pendulum territory. Yeah. You know? So it's not quite that kind of thing. It's uh, like that thing, you know, that thing English speakers have this thing about uh, German being this uh, aggressive, harsh, horrible language. Yeah. And it's bollocks like you ever, you know, if you've ever watched German porn, it's definitely not aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> German blonde lesbians talk to each other, whisper sweet nothings into the Yeah, that's just so good. Yeah, oh, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's fine, like, you know. <laughs> so, Dutch but that's a slide. That, that's yeah. your, your perception yeah. is that German is a hard, strong, aggressive language. But, like, when you hear, like, actual German people speaking in their, you know, Bayern or Bavaria dialect, it's not aggressive or harsh at all. It's... Quite nice, but there's some great examples at the minute, and you've seen it on Reddit of um, like things of like people. Um, in fact, there was one on, on uh, Reddit that I don't know if you've seen it. This guy, he was he was a, like DHL postman. What was, what were they called? The courier, the courier. Mm -hmm. Thank you, or whatever, or other you know other courier services are available. Let's say it was DHL, probably wasn't. It was American, but he's just doing it, and because he's he's a black man in America, just this white woman, obviously called Karen. Uh, come out and it's just going, you're acting suspiciously, you're doing, you know, you, I, I have to call the cops and all this kind of stuff. And he's going, why? I'm literally just here, you know, delivering, you know, <laughs> the things. And then his boss comes up and his boss is white and then it's just completely diffused. She, her slide changes to accept that this is just a normal, you know, a delivery man doing the thing. Yeah. Or that, the, the other one that you hear about, there was a, um, someone called, <laughs> someone called the police saying, there's a black man dressed up as a policeman in the uh, alleyway outside with a flashlight. No. Rather than going, and I was like, really? That's that's where you're, what you're seeing? <laughs> the but that's your slide. That that's it. That's how you've coloured yeah. the world to not accept yeah. anything other than a, a certain type of <laughs> white person as a policeman or whatever it is. Like, no. Uh, a good lesson I got from slides was slides were, slides was probably the hardest chapter for me whereas I think you like this one the most yeah. um, was because I'm not a person who uh, um, it's like the thing I, I've spoken about this before how, how Wayne Rooney discovered how to use visualisation for his football you know yeah. and see I, I'm a bit like that and that I don't really visualise much stuff very far ahead in the future so slides for me are 
quite difficult. I'm not used to thinking in that way at all. But yeah, but I suppose slides don't also have to just be a visual thing. Like you can like. There's a thing I wrote about um, years ago on the website. It was called, uh, I think I called it, Radiating Aura Technique. And it was the whole idea of, it kind of comes from NLP, but it's a bit more woo. That in NLP, you have this idea of modeling. <laughs> I just have this fucking idea that <laughs> one night, uh, one afternoon, Tommy had far too many beans and felt guilty <laughs> about the toxic air he was producing. Then I better fucking make up for this somehow. Balance this up. <laughs> How to make your aura better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine stinks. <laughs> why, why would no one sit beside me on the bus? But it's, so it's like in, in NLP, which is neuro-linguistic neuro programming, for those who don't know, is kind of like... Oh, it was a big thing done, uh, created by Richard Bandler, popularised by people like Tony Robbins and many other people. But uh, it's a modelling where you look at someone who's successful in whatever area you want to be successful in. And Tony Robbins would say success leaves clues. So you kind of look at what they did, how they act, you know, even down to the posture, all of these type of things. And in a sense, you you do an impression of that. Now, it's it's um it's, mo it's modeling, it's called. So you do a model of it and that kind of thing. So I was kind of said, well, that seems to work in, in different things. Different, uh, it seems to work, but it's like you kind of have to be careful of, and he talks about this later in, uh, in the book as well, be careful of not just doing an impression of someone, you know? So it's like, oh, well, I really like Johnny Depp as, as a, an actor and I really like, and then you start dressing up as, a, you know, Captain Jack, and you go, well, no, that's not, that's not what that is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, say you have no confidence or whatever, and you, you just, you can't, you just find it. So you start to think of what would a confident person, how would they feel? You know, what would that feel like? What would the posture be? What would that, and you kind of radiate that kind of out from you as, you know, you radiate. Yeah, 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 right, exactly, and, you know, yeah. and you can take yeah. that to a, a kind of a, as, as far as you want, you know, like what would a, Say you, you really don't like how you look, you know, but how would a good looking person feel? How, what would their confidence be? And, and all this kind of you push it out. So the, the slides thing is kind of more than just a visualization. It's be like, if I feel a dissatisfaction or if I feel uncomfortable or embarrassed, say, about my weight or about my whatever, my car or my house or whatever it is, it's, it's not just, you know, you, that's a feeling. So that a slide is also the kind of a feeling. So and take that slide, that negative slide of embarrassment about your car, and then you know changes to um, you know what would a confident person feel, or what would the equivalent opposite kind of slide. So it's not necessarily. I don't think just uh, because you know when we think a slide, we're thinking of I suppose something like a film yeah, slide. Yeah, yeah, or, film you know, slide. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's that's exactly kind of well yeah pretty much what i got from this is that like you know stop stop fighting against yourself so let's say like with, with someone who's feeling ugly or fat or whatever so stop fighting with yourself and just say okay so if i was a confident person how would i feel about or how would a confident person no i'll put it another way like you see tons of overweight people and they're fine and happy with fine, their yeah. life so yeah. like yeah i'm just gonna act like that for a while and it's like um there was a scene in um Better Call Saul there the last season when uh, Jimmy was at this horrible murder with the fucking narcos. Uh, he says to, what's his name? The old guy. Oh, do you watch it? No, don't watch it. Oh, jeez, well, it's great. Um, he says, like, you know, when, when like, just the first murder he's ever kind of seen. And then <laughs> got this shit blown out of him. And he's like, you know, when, like, when, when does this get better? Like, when, when do I stop thinking about it? And your man <laughs> says, like, you know, Someday you're just gonna wake up and 
and, and, and you're going to get through the whole day and then the next day is going to come and then you're going to realise that yesterday you didn't think about it you know and that's right. the thing it's kind of fake it till you make it kind of thing yeah, so yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What, I, what I took from it was that like you know because I used to be so fucking negative and you know I still fall into the trap especially when I'm tired and stuff as well but it's just like stop no- looking at stuff stop looking for the negative in, so- in something and just say right yeah. well where's the positive in this and you know anything just from like ah shit I can't park close to the door at little. Ah, sure. You know, a little bit of a walk. You know, it'd yeah, be more yeah, exercise yeah. bringing the bags down or whatever. So it's just, it, it, but it is, it is hard to change your mindset because we're, we're all creatures of habit. Like, yeah. But, and but, our default but, but seems to be negative. Yeah, our default definitely does seem to be yeah. negative. So try and, try and making that into a positive is, it's not easy. Jesus, no. I, I mean, none, none of us do it perfectly. No, no one, absolutely no. no one. Maybe unless you're Zen enlightened or whatever, you can do it. But like, I don't know anyone like that. No, no. <laughs> you know, so, I know people that think they're like that and they're not like that. <laughs> yeah, so, but it's just trying to, but it's just trying to, it's just identifying yourself, identifying when you're falling into that trap of thinking negatively and just turn it around and say, nah, it's all right, it's grand. It's okay, yeah. drop importance on it or else find the positive in it. And yeah, it's, it's a far better way to live your life. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And even down to like, the, from, like, say, from how you feel about yourself or how you think other people feel about you. You know, like, I mean, like, oh, well, I, I feel fat and you can be okay with that or I feel fat and I think other people are laughing at me. So there's going to be a level of these things. And then, you know, again, go back to how you view other people you know, yeah. like oh, all Polish people are lazy or whatever, you know, it's your thing. And then, but you act from that point of view, thinking someone yeah, you meet a Polish person, yeah, yeah, yeah. you immediately think they're lazy. And, you know, that's, so that's a slide. And uh, there's a thing that he brings up in this, he calls transfer chains. He's like, some of the names are great, but I assume they're just like, in Russian, they're probably, you know, just it's <laughs> different. Because I know when Renee talks about heart and mind, she talks about soul and mind. Yeah. rather than heart mind so it depends on what book you have but so these the trans you see this is the thing that kind of gets me a bit about this section of the book is that he's talking about slides and then he talks about this kind of transfer chains which in a sense would seem to fit into the next chapters better than this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it's the it's basically this whole idea of that if you well i suppose he's saying it, the way through transfer slides or transfer chains is through um changing your slides so i understand why he's brought in um so if you want to be a rock star um, and you are uh, living in a ditch, uh, you know, uh, in somewhere and you go, well, you can try all your hard to jump to rock star, but you're probably not going to get to rock star and that's going to be frustration. That's too far away. And that's sort of transfer chain is much too wide. But if you can get from living in a ditch to not living in a ditch, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a doable one. transfer, yeah, that's a smaller yeah, yeah, chunk, yeah. that's a thing you can do. And the slide he's saying, the thing that you could you should, um, in that is rather than doing the slide of Rockstar while you're living in the ditch, is you do slide of not living in a ditch. And then when you get to not living in a ditch, you do the next bit with the overall arc being Rockstar. Yeah. And that, that kind of thing. And then the, the amalgam, as he calls it, which is mantra to the rest of us, is that what's the advantage? That's one way of, of, of trying to turn a negative situation into not trying to put it into a positive situation, but not giving in to the negativity and totally. So it's like, what is the advantage in this kind of horrible situation? Or the, the other way you can kind of look at it is don't like, if it's a totally horrible situation, you can play that kind of mind game for, oh, well, it's saving me from something worse or it's um, you know, if there's a delay, it goes, oh, well, it's meant to be a delay because that means something better is going to happen. Or 
or you know so see there's an hour delay and goes well that stopped me from maybe getting in a car accident that i wouldn't have got into but i know it's it's yeah it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is that thing but it's kind of you just trying rather than necessarily say believing that it's just trying to not let the moment win in that negative thing of just looking at the horrible thing and go well maybe there is a positive here maybe there's something you know what's the advantage what's yeah, the yeah, nice yeah, thing yeah, here yeah. let's just not let's just try and t- try and flip it and then what's the advantage that mantra is brilliant though it really when you can do it like we in some situations you just you go what's the advantage and another party brain goes well you fuck off <laughs> <laughs> with your advantages and let me suffer <laughs> Uh, but it, when I am able to do it, it, it it's, I find it really, really helpful. Just like, what, yeah. what, what is, it's like, that thing I've seen before about, the, you know, when you spill the milk and you go, well, there's a thousand things that have to go right for you to be able to spill the milk. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, And I was yeah, kind of, yeah. I hadn't spilt milk since then. And I was in the worst of form the other day and I went to the fridge and I pulled some out and I spilled the milk and I immediately just started laughing. I go, oh, there you are. <laughs> That's it. So I, I, I've broken that loop or that slide of spilt milk or that thing because it's like, now it's funny. It's a funny thing because it's yeah. like, as if rather than the, what it used to be, which was the universe really, fuck you, it's now, ha ha ha, look, you'll be the million. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Good one. I like, I liked as well in the slides that, uh, you know, uh, he talks about, um, uh, you know, thinking about your end goal and kind of um, every time that you come back and think about it, embellish it, make it a little right. bit better, you know. And I like that because it means that like a lot of these woo things or whatever, they, they talk about like um, the the kind of the, the lust of the goal makes it unattainable, you know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's saying, nah, nah, nah. When you think about the goal, just add in an extra threesome if you want. <laughs> you know, <laughs> enjoy it, like. Yeah. But 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 realize that it's the slide, it's the goal. But to get yeah. to the goal, you need to do all these other steps first, and that's yeah. that's why that's the big difference between reality transfer from law of attraction. Law of attraction is just like if you think something's going to happen. Then happen. it'll happen. Well, yeah, yeah. maybe not. Well, maybe reality transfer is like, yeah, okay, but you know, you still have to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like it's, it's like what the law of attraction should be, but it's like it's it's harder to sell because you go, well, here's a thousand page book that you have to read. <laughs> <Rather> <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just yeah, believe yeah, good yeah, things yeah. happen and good things will happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't get an uh, Oprah with uh, dark glasses sit beside a fire with uh, some sort of seventies uh, <laughs> haircut. The next two chapters <clears throat> are very similar. Like uh, they, they overlap an awful lot, but we learn. Oh, oh the, the, the another thing, just 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 yeah, to yeah, force yeah. my point home, right? About about this embellishing the the slide, and whatever. He says, uh, yeah, do not treat the slide as if it was. Um, as if it were just a picture. You can live it, but live it in the virtual world. So that even when you're embellishing things, just just be aware that like, ah, you know, like this this is me just adding an extra salt and pepper yeah, onto yeah. what I want. But it's still apparently that he would say that this is the way for like your subconscious is going to, your subconscious familiarizes itself even more with what you want. It's like your man Osmond Spare as well. Uh, when when he talks about the sigils, when the sigils come back into your mind, like think about them and give them a little yeah, bit of yeah. power, but then stop thinking about them. And it's, and ex- them it's exactly yeah, yeah. the same as this. Exactly the same. Yeah, I like that. It's it's kind of like I suppose, and it's normalizing it. It's kind of rather than fretting about it or get anxiety or thinking about why you won't have to go. Oh, and I could have cream as well. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. So there's a, there's a visualization of your goals is the work of desire, which will not bring you a single step closer to your goal, which we said because desire is um, an impotent 
daydream. In transurfing, the visualization practice involves imagining a mental picture of the process of moving towards your goal based on the principle that the goal must be reached sooner or later because the power of intention is working. So what he's kind of saying there is that the slide or the visualization is not the necessarily the end thing. It's not whatever it is, the car. It's the enjoying of getting to the car, it's seeing, you know, going to the showroom or it being the person who would be able to afford this car or whatever it is. It's all that kind of that. I suppose it's the transfer chain is it's the smaller chunks towards it rather than the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the big. And things. even on, on your example there, like he, he to use the car example, he'll say he, he, he has a thing about it as well. We haven't mentioned it or I don't I don't have it in my notes either. But it's this thing about like um, think about all the things that would be connected with that goal. So it's like you walk into the showroom and you don't feel that you were a poor person yeah, 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 <laughs> with yeah, imposter yeah. syndrome. Yeah. It's like, because like, I, I know this feeling from going into a showroom with not having a pot to piss in and just fucking looking at cars, but then being able to go in and say, and, and you know, you're signing the thing to, 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 to get the lease on the car or whatever, and you're treated completely differently because it's like, well, I'm supposed to be here and I'm getting yeah, that yeah. car today. I'm not know? an imposter, I'm not yeah. a, you know... Whereas, like, if you're, going in, if you're going in with your friend and he's looking at a second-hand car, you're like, oh, Jesus, what am I doing here? I don't deserve to be here. But if you walk in and, like, yeah, I'm buying this car today and you're taking that old car and you're giving me exactly the amount of money that I think it's worth. Yeah, Do you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, mm. there's a big difference in that, Yeah, you know? it's like the whole thing of count yourself in or, you know, see yourself as part of it. And an example, I think, that Bootsy gives in one of his videos, which I don't particularly agree with, but I understand his example, is this thing, it's like if you're having a meal, a lovely meal, or there's a, lo a meal, family having a lovely meal, and then there's a poor person outside looking in, and they're going, oh, has he able to accept, the, you know, the, being able to have the riches or whatever, and I kind of go, terrible example, because circumstance plays a part in an awful lot of this. But I understand the thing he's pointing at is that thing of count yourself in, you know, don't, if you feel yourself as an interloper or, or an imposter or whatever that comes off in your you know your your presence or your aura your demeanor and all that and people are going to treat you you know kind of differently if you're meek and kind of insecure and not very confident um and you know you're you're in a situation where you're meant to be you're you're not treated in the same way as if you come in now equally if you're to go too far the other way and become egotistical and bombastic and overbearing people have an aversion to that as well so it's not, you know, it's like if you come in and you're confident about my car's worth 800 quid, you're going to give me this other car for six quid, whatever it is, it's your fingers. <laughs> you know, it's, you can tell I haven't bought a car in a while. Uh, <laughs> um, confidence rather than coming in as a, a bullying or, you know, to overbearing or anything. But it's like, I mean... Well, look, it's not, it's not, even, a confidence. It's not even a confidence. Like, I don't want people to get hooked up on, on the word confidence, but it's just that this is where I'm supposed to be right now uh, in achieving this goal. That's that's yeah. all it is. It's, this this yeah, is yeah. this is my place to be right now. Yeah, you know, and I've every right to be here, which is yeah. what I think the next thing that the whole chapter nine, heart and mind, which is uh, I kind of I tried to condense what the chapter is, but these two chapters are very very similar. This and goals and doors, which next is do not let the world tell you how or what you are or what you want to do with your life. Um, and it starts we gets back into kind of pendulums and stuff at this. Um, there's a whole kind of section on pendulums in this as well, which, you know, if, if you haven't read the first one, you probably need, need to be told about it. But it's this kind of idea of that you have two things going on, I suppose, where you have your heart and your mind, or if you're listening to Rene, it's your soul and your mind. And they're two very kind of um, different ways of approaching the world or seeing the world. 
Um, and it's, he describes it as the mind has will, but it's incapable of feeling outer intention. So it can only create inner intentions. It can only see the world as a thing that has to be Conquered. forced. Yeah, That's conquered, yeah, yeah, forced yeah, yeah, yeah. to do it, that yeah. kind of thing. Whereas the heart or soul, or whatever you want to call it, the heart can feel outer intention, but it's, it's not capable of will. So it can only go with the flow. It can only kind of move through things and be kind of, not even reactive, but just kind of flow through things. So it's... it's but I assume still has its own kind of volition and still has its own tract. But it's more because when it gets to the, the next um, chapter where it's saying that there's a, for everyone, there's a kind of a, it's not predetermination or destiny. It's a thing, there's a, a path in your life that if you choose it, it's perfectly fit, you know, fits yeah. you perfectly. That's not saying that's the only thing you can do. That's not saying that you will find it or, or any of these things. But there is a thing that fits for you. So I suppose then the heart and out of intention, when it finds that, is this flowy thing through the, the, the perfect fit. And then when the heart and mind are united, the harness the will of outer intention, which I suppose is another way of saying of that when you show up at your shiny thing, the universe has your back, which I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not convinced on entirely. But maybe just because in previous um, kind of experience, I never had the outer intention right, or I was trying to do, I don't know, doing things that I thought you should be doing, you know, there was, maybe it wasn't pure intentions or whatever. But um, it's also, I suppose, even if you have your outer intention fine and your heart and mind are in alignment and all that, it doesn't mean life's going to be easy either. Like, you know, it doesn't mean Yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 So what do you think of this chapter and the, the kind of... Um, I... Oh, let me see. There's all of them. They have all have so much fucking in them, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um... Well, he goes back to the pendulums and I think what I like about it is that he speaks about like, okay, if a lot of people want to become stars or yeah. big in what they want to do, but you don't even have to be, it can be like, okay, you want to be the, the best carpenter in your town, for example. So he says one of the ways of doing that is to, um, instead of kind of, you know, bowing to the pendulums and saying, right, well, that's what those other carpenters do. So I should do that. No, don't do that. Break yeah, the yeah. Ste- Break the stereotype. And, and do your own thing. Find out what it is you love doing in carpentry, for example, and do and do it that way, you know? Because uh, if you if you break the pendulum, uh, the pendulum actually doesn't have any choice, but it has to then give you uh, its kind of power or whatever. Right. And, 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 and his, he argues in it then, this is why movie stars and pop stars become stars, because they break the mold and then they end up having people kind of giving them energy you know so they become the pendulum in a sense I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 which is a bizarre thing to think about you yeah, know but i suppose like i mean but you can even see that in in things like you know the kind of the cult of personality and that kind of you mm. know how it falls around so the thing he says is beware of the status quo and i, go, well, I, I quite like status quo i think they've had a, a couple of a couple of nice songs <laughs> <laughs> But the same song for 40 years, 50 you're years. You're in the army now. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Um, but he's, already, he's talking about, obviously, the society pendulums, you know, that, that thing which would kind of are forced on us. And the way he says you can recognise it is that it, it'll say, it'll come across as do as I do, you know, do what I say, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I suppose we feel some sort of obligation towards it and that that's how it's, you know, that thing we've talked about for what pendulums that they're hard to break out of because they, they make you feel bad as a person or, or not a good person or that's, you know, that's how to make you an adherence to them 
by taking your energy, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 and so yeah, yeah. as you say in your, um, was it woodwork with carpentry uh, example that you could be, you want to be this type of carpenter, but well, well, why would you want to be this carpenter? This is the way your father's always done carpentry and his father's done carpentry. I mean, this is how we do it. This is how the Murphys do carpentry, you know? <laughs> and you go, but I, I want to be, you know, whatever. <laughs> so it's like, just be aware of that, that um, to not, you know, just give in to these kind of pendulums, whatever, because even, it's like, the, I'll tell you a good example of it is your thing of where you're saying that you wanted to write a book. So rather than going and writing the book, you kind of fell into the society pendulum of going, well, I'll do journalism because that's close to it and maybe I'll eventually get to my book. But it's kind of doing the kind of status quo version of yeah. your goal. Mm -hmm. And it's just to be careful of not doing them. Then yeah, that exactly, kind of stuff. exactly, yeah. exactly. Because it's like, um, and, and he says as well, like this kind of thinking or this is what leads to people with, uh, you know, anxiety and, 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 and all sorts of, problems because they're not really achieving their goal you know yeah. they're achieving society they're achieving their interpretation of society's goals for them do you know yeah. and then you end up just pissing at the wind going I, you know you wake up and you're 45 years old and you're like I don't I hate my job and my life what am I doing yeah. <laughs> you know whereas it's like yeah okay man you look the signs were there when you were 16 to be a landscape gardener why didn't you just stay doing yeah, it yeah. Yeah. you know and now you're an architect and everyone hates you <laughs> Well, it's kind of that's that story. Yeah, it's that thing of like, oh well, I want to be a mechanic, but my dad wants to be a doc, wants me to be a doctor, so I'm going to be a doctor. You know, it's, it's yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah. But this is where I think it kind of mixes, not mixes up, but kind of melds in with the next chapter because that thing you're talking about, he calls it a foreign goal, um, and that that like the next chapter is there's no thought about it. So a foreign goal is a goal that's imposed upon you by others. So that would be, you know my dad wants me to be a doctor so that and you know so that's a goal imposed on me by but it can also be um you have to make money because society says that's how, what yeah. people are how you know that's how we judge value as as you know or that's how we uh, currently judge caste in our in our western society is how much money you have you know your your um or you know it can be you're not brainy enough, you're not bright enough at school or whatever, any of these kind of goals that you need to, you know, you need to be really good at geography. Why do I need to be really good at geography? Well, because <laughs> people need to be really good at geography. And, you know, okay, <laughs> it has served me well. A foreign goal serves to improve someone else's material well-being. Now, I really like this because this plays into my conspiratorial brain. But, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, oh, just follow the money, follow the money. But it, it's like, it is a formula. It's like, um, a good one example of this would be that a, a person who, I suppose, forces their child into acting or show business or, you know, those beauty pageant documentaries that we see or the, all that kind of stuff, because it's what they wanted. It was yeah, a goal yeah, they yeah, wanted, yeah, so they're yeah. making their child. Yeah. And so it's like, in a sense, they're getting it. Or in the case of, like, say, like Britney Spears, stuff like that, where they were literally getting the money from what, the, you know, the child was, was doing and all that kind of stuff. So that's a good one. To, and you can see that happening, like... Conspiracies, like, they have a point in the sense, it's just they go too far an awful lot of time. But that's like, follow the money is a, is a good way of looking at things to, you know, to or follow where, it's more where's the advantage? Who's who's getting the advantage here? Yeah. Um, and so like, if you have a goal and you go, well, this is this set goal, is my ambition here serving me? Or is it serving someone else or society or whatever? And if it's someone else, if it's outside you, it's a foreign goal. Um, and then the other one to have a foreign goal makes you feel uneasy. See, the problem with that is that some of my goals make me uneasy, but I know they're still my goals because I'm um, 
because they make me nervous or scared or, you know, or they force me to become, you know, get out of my box or widen my kind of uh, comfort zones or stuff like that. So I'm not, that, I'm not sure that that's a good kind of test to have if it makes you feel uneasy because sometimes, you know, asking someone out and you're really nervous and, you know, but, um, you would never ask anyone out then. You know, you, you would never get because it would make you uneasy. No one goes, well, I feel great about asking this wonderful person who's massively out of my league out. I'll do that. Well, maybe some people, actually, I know people who probably would be like that. But you know what I'm saying? That it's that uneasy thing. I, I don't know if it's something. Uh, yeah, I do and I don't because ah, I, 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 I wouldn't really see it the same because uh, no, the, the way I'd see about what he means, like uneasiness, is that, like, you know, say, for example, you're working a job in fucking car phone warehouse or something you know yeah. and you're selling phones and you're just like yeah I'm just ripping people off here left right and centre you know that's uneasiness like you know what yeah, you're doing yeah, is, yeah. is wrong is right, morally right, wrong right, okay, for right. you rather than just being nervous about say asking a hot girl out because then it's like well, it's a risk reward kind of thing rather than uh, you feel morally bad like you're not going right, to feel no, morally bad about asking out right, the girl right. so you know it's I mean? uneasiness rather than a, in, not in the discomfort sense of widening your kind of comfort zone yeah, no, I don't, I, I'm doing something wrong here yeah, this is, that's yeah, what yeah, I, right, that's okay, what I right, think yeah, it is yeah, yeah. yeah no. right now well, 100% on board with that then. Um, and a foreign goal makes you prove something to yourself and others I think you could have a personal goal that you would be want to prove something to yourself too but is that just kind of because I'm still kind of stuck in, in this kind of sense of feeling the need to in any way prove anything to myself I suppose I am then yeah yeah you don't need to be proving it to yourself. Just, just do what you're going to do. No, but what I mean, well, I see it's it's semantics, I suppose. It's like um, I want to see what I'm capable of, so I'm going to push myself. So that that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, but I suppose it's different from going, um, well, if I'm brainy enough, or if I do, if I work hard enough in the coal mine, then my dad will love me. I, I think that's more <laughs> what he's pointing at. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah then yeah, try and push yeah. yourself to be yeah. as good as you can. Um, I do like that kind of idea of foreign goals and. He, um, you know, as a kind of, in a sense, different... In the way slides are different from pendulums, I think foreign gold are kind of different from pendulums too, but they're all kind of connected in that there's there's intention to them. You know, like, whereas you could definitely have... Um, the school system is a pendulum, education is a pendulum, but you kind of within that, you will have foreign goals placed on you by your parents, your teachers or your friends or stuff like that that are part of, of how the pendulum yeah. kind of works. I suppose with that, that you see it that way. Too. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Um, so this frail thing, which I think it's frail, isn't it? Because it's frail with an e. It's not. Yeah, yeah frail. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and this is the this is the like proper sixties vibration man stuff. This is that every soul <laughs> has a unique signature of vibration, and the quote is: "For the sake of simplicity of the model, we will consider the soul's frail as its characteristic frequency." Everyone's frail is unique, like the structure of a snowflake. So we are all, you know, we are unique snowflakes, no matter what Tyler Durden says. Uh, no two are the same. The frail characterizes the unique and incomparable essence of a person's soul. Um, in one way, you can kind of go, well, you know, that's very woo and that's very new age and everything. But another thing is that no one, there is no one who is exactly the same as someone else. You know what I mean? There's, there's like, because... Even if you were, like, you know the whole thing of we're twins and they're so similar and end up marrying both the same names or whatever. But there's still loads of their lives that is completely yeah, different yeah, yeah, because yeah, of, of course. circumstances and 
all of these type of things. So I do think that there's no, because no one has lived in this era, you know, like, I mean, there's seven, whatever, was there eight billion of us now? Um, that could have been eight billion a hundred years ago, but it's a different world. So, I mean, the experience is completely different, yeah. you know, and so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, there yeah. is definitely, but whether it's kind of, uh, I don't know, there's, there's a bit, there, there is a kind of a stumbling block of, of uh, destiny or predetermination, which I don't think he's pointing at. I think it is just that kind of thing of, no, given, I think it's just that given it's, what you are as a person, there is a way you that things could happen, is it? Or what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I think that... It, but it's like that thing about, you know, turn your hobby into a job and you'll never... It's exactly the same thing again. It's that once yeah. you find your path, you're going to know and then you, you, you just won't have to work at it because things will click and you'll be grand, you know? Yeah. Now, look, it it might just be in your professional life. Your fucking personal life could be dog shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you yeah, know? Yeah. So it... Yeah. it but, but, but it depends on... It's... it's depends on you and what your goals goal or goals are and what I like as well about reality transurfing is that he doesn't have this he never says that you should only have one goal never comes up once yeah. and in so many of these kind of law of attraction type things they do you know yeah yeah, yeah. like so like this is really what speaks to me because you know I'm a jack of all trades anyway so like I, you know I want to I want to do 20 million different things yeah you yeah. gotta stop me get the fuck out of my way <laughs> the only thing you know, kind of I suppose does point out is, is that you should probably have um, a singular goal in an area so I mean you, like that kind of what we were saying about the, the, the small chunks thing you know have that that kind of thing but like have a love goal have a you know ambitious yeah, 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 you know, work goal mm-hmm. or whatever it's not just mm-hmm. my only goal is to you know run this 10 kilometres in 60 minutes whatever it, that's a terrible goal have <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got no legs <laughs> are you going to walk uh, so like um, but yeah, yeah, so like, but it's interesting you say that because I was watching a video of Bootsy the other day and he does go on about this that you should only have one goal. And I was going, ah, Bootsy. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. But he no, doesn't no, maybe read the book that. at the time called Your One Goal or something like that. So it's probably just. Um, yeah, uh, the Guardian Angel stuff. This is the chapter that uh, I got the first it's kind just, of a just, message from uh, Spongebob. Open my eyes. Huh? <laughs> yeah, open, open my, change my world forever. <laughs> So you were asking last week, it was like, uh, or maybe it was the week before, so what, what do you do now that you contact your guardian angel or whatever? And his advice is that you should share your glee and satisfaction with your guardian angel when things go well. Yeah, so it's, and, and it's kind of, uh, in the book, it's kind of that at night time, uh, kind of, not, not, not well, kind of praying, to, not, not praying to them as in asking for something, but uh, uh, giving thanks for all of the, good and great that you have in your life appreciation is the word I'm looking for show your appreciation to your guardian angel every night all hail Minerva how you getting on <laughs> any updates or... um, no you know what I, I have I wrote down stuff and I didn't bring it in with me no she's not talking to me as much now this week what did you do what did you no, say no I know why no I didn't say that come on no I know why because the lads the Alan Chapman and Duncan I always forget his surname what's his surname Barford Barford. See, it's a, it's an awkward surname, you know. Yeah, but think of the bars of reopening Poland. There you go, Barford. But they have to say Barford. Bar. It's a barge. It's a barges. Barges only go on Fords. So it's and these are special barges that only go on Fords in Norway. So it's Duncan Trussell Barford. Barford. <laughs> Duncan Truss, Trussell Barford is his name. Bradford. Bradford's in England. Yeah. Barford, Barford from Bradford. Bradford so they they talk about how. Um, there are, there are these uh, cycles towards getting enlightenment. Uh, the easiest is is contacting your uh, holy guardian angel. And then there's an abyss. Yeah. And then there's um, 
a plateau again of enlightenment. And this keeps happening and happening and yeah. happening until finally enlightenment is this one long plateau. So I was reading just going, ah, no, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> but, but then again, like, you know, at the same time, uh, because she hasn't spoken to me in a while, I took out um, the 40 servants today and, and, and I, I copied this from you that you you always take one card out first and say, you know, should I do a reading? And if yeah. it's a good, positive card, you say, grand. And so I was like, I started shuffling and says, all right, Minerva, what's going on here? Like, what, 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 what am I supposed to be doing? And so I took one card and it was the master and I went, ah, okay, all right, yeah, grand. Because I've been reading up on it and it's that, uh, I think the way I see it now is the Holy Guardian Angel is like m- m- the end game for my soul, all right? Yeah, yeah that's how so I see she's, it. So yeah. she's not me, but I'm a little tiny 5% part of her. Yeah. So, and if her, if her thing is, uh, say, crafts and art and writing and also other stuff, the war thing, I'm not, I have no interest in at all. I fucking in this hate life. soldiers and <laughs> armies and stuff like that. But, so for me then, it's that, okay, so uh, I should you know, concentrate on writing and say carpentry or woodworking and they're my goals and she's just saying to me yeah cop on man just just them them and I did it last week as well I had I actually had a few hours off where I wasn't due um, some writing or I wasn't due some work for someone else around it was right, just, right, right. I had four hours to myself and I went wow okay and I just wrote like fuck Right. And, I, and I wrote uh, a couple of I, I wrote a good few pages on the God archetype thing I'm doing and then I still had two hours left and I went oh my god this is amazing <laughs> so I went downstairs and started doing work on the on the woodwork and man it just felt like a, I, I, I felt like time had slowed down on Friday because I had all awesome. this time to do stuff I, to do stuff I love doing you know and even though over the weekend I didn't have any or very little time to do this stuff I still found a way to squeeze some of it in you know so I think that's what it is. It's just, yeah, just, you know, concentrate on these things that give you the most joy, but in a good way, not just yeah, going yeah, yeah. fucking doing coke off the arses of hookers in Rio, which is fun, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, there is that kind of, like, it's not, it's not indulgence. It's not, it's not... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly. Not, yeah, it's, it's like... It's that whole thing of uh, that the judge says, um, I, I don't, you know, I don't know what porn is, but I don't want to see it. Like I know what I'm, I know exactly what that is, but I just can't. I don't have the words to tell you the difference why um, snorting coke off hookers' arse <laughs> isn't quite the same as doing woodwork for two hours or writing a book. Yeah, but it's definitely not. But that's not a judgment on on snorting coke either. Like have at it. <laughs> I just don't think I don't I don't think there's as much of a long term future in it. <laughs> I don't know, ask that Kinnan fella. <laughs> Unless you're gonna get into boxing or uh, some sort of uh, money laundering. Um, so yeah, the, the the kind of um one of the things just Oh, I meant to say yeah, there is a book, that's what it is, that I wanted there's a holy diamond, it's called um that uh, Scarlet Imprint have released. I'm gonna send you some um his website and stuff like that. And it's his kind of uh, working towards get the knowledge and conversation right. with the Holy Guardian Angel. And he's some other, other stuff in as well. Um, it's very much from a ceremonial point of view. Like he, he did the actual kind of stuff. But I think you might find it interesting. Yeah. And he has a new book coming out that, that's the follow-up to it, which is why he came into my mind because I've I seen that thing. Cool. Um, 
Yeah, the Guardian Angel stuff. Yeah, I mean, who was it? Uh, was it Electro Wizard says, uh, uh, any chance I can borrow yours for a while? <laughs> like, I, remember, I remember reading that and I remember texting you saying, ah, Tommy, he's all about angels. And then you, <laughs> and you were like, uh, no, but you, you were back to be quick and you were like, ah, look, they all do. They all get into yeah. it. So I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I'm just going to accept this now. But like, okay, it obviously works. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 look, I'm, there's nobody more fucking sceptical about this stuff than me, but like, Apparently, I have an angel who talks to me in my dreams now. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm, I, I feel a lot better for it, to be honest. There's a rap you know? in the door, and then comes Spud from five years ago. Hey, hey, hold on a minute. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking nuts, huh? It's weird. It's really weird. Like, I can't explain it to anyone. And there's one I can't really talk about to anyone, except Aga. And oh, sure. I think she does believe. Like, I can't go downstairs and say to me, Ma, Ma, come here to me. Come here. There's something to tell you. Like, she'd have me sectioned. You know? I know, yeah, but that's the, like it is. It's like the, the in uh, Jonathan Strange, Mister Norell. There's a kind of section where the only way or where you can actually uh, properly do magic is you have to go a little crazy. There has to be a, a little bit of insanity that has to creep in. So I do think that's. But it, you have to kind of maneuver in that because it's, you do see people very much falling into the insanity kind of uh, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, d- you know? d- I must send you that article I read about because it was quite good and it was like, you know, like like. You know, some people this this can become a, a god, and yeah, you worship yeah. it, and you're just dedicated to trying to please it or something. That's not the way I see it. I, I'm like, okay, so I'm like, I'm a, a rung on the ladder for her to get to where she is. Yeah, you get yeah. me? Yeah, so yeah. I'm just so I, I gotta for for her to get. It's like a fucking mission in a computer game. Like I gotta complete my mission as good as I can so that uh, up a level. The, the next thing goes up a level. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is great because I always wanted to believe in reincarnation. Anyway, I was just afraid to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no. afraid to believe in reincarnation. I just, oh, I don't want to come back here, man. Jeez, I'm tired. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Alone. I mean, there's still so many things I haven't got a chance to see and do. And I know, but sure, fuck you, you might have already done them, and you just don't remember. Like, oh, I'd love to see the pyramids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you built the pyramids, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you would have built I mean, the pyramids. If I ever come back to Egypt, I swear to God. <laughs> Someone, uh, yeah, uh, no, no, I can't say who. Someone thinks uh, I Lenin. I was Lenin in the past life because there's photos of me looking very similar to him. And I read something about Lenin this week. This is I shouldn't be laughing. No, this that's is all so little Lenin. Remember when we made the documentary of doing the Reiki, and I said that to you when you were lying on the plinth. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. You and the other people that said it said it as well. But there was a thing about Lenin. I heard about him today that I, I or not today, yesterday. I'd never knew about him. Apparently, he spoke English in an Irish accent. Oh, interesting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His uh, English teacher was Irish, apparently. So that's. Uh, nice. That's a weird one. <laughs> but like, well, I don't want to have been Lenin. Lenin killed many, 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 many people. He wasn't. Look, I mean, you know, I do have, definitely have a soft spot for communism. Well, socialism, not communism. Yeah. Communism, com- communism was socialism done very badly. But you know, I mean, like, you know, Karl Marx. I think he's going to be proven correct. He already has been proven correct, I suppose, with all of the, the stuff, really. But I'm just I'm rambling here, Tommy. I'm, I'm, I'm losing just, people I'm with communism. Thinking, imagine you got in contact with your holy guardian angel. And goes, give me a name. Give me a name. Lenin. And you're like, no! <laughs> <laughs> My work is not yet complete. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll start photoshopping me out of photographs and everything. Now, so it'll just be eventually the, the, the podcast uh, photo. Will, I won't be in it next week. <laughs> just you. <laughs> And you'll slowly get more to the set, though. 
<laughs> no, that won't be happening. I don't have access to your SoundCloud account. <laughs> right, we done? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I think that's um, all the things. The last two chapters we blended in together. Not sure if that is the end of um, book two, but that's 300 pages or something. Like, what we're calling it, yeah. Um, so the very last note I have is trust yourself. So there you go. Unless you're Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> Viva la revolucion! <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Hasta luego. Che Guevara as well. He was a big... I used to have T-shirts. T-shirts with Che Guevara. That's how committed I was to the cause. The, the Yanks... Your Yankee listeners now are going to hate me for this. I know they are. They all hate communism. Actually, my wife hates communism too. It's not communism. It's socialism. I just want everyone to be happy, happy. and equal mm-hmm. and, you know, not, not, not people more equal than other people, but, like, just... Uh, be more like Sweden. Let's be more like Sweden, but well, less and death. And allow people to die. <laughs> no, no, less death. Less death. Switzerland, then. Let's be Switzerland. Well, Switzerland and just be, uh, keep all the Nazi money. I know, it's, it's pretty socialist. In fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep on the Nazi, the Nazi money. money yeah. <laughs> we'll have bunkers uh, in all of our flats. You know what? I read the other day, Switzerland, I know I said goodbye already, but like, Switzerland can... <laughs> Switzerland can hide 114% of its population in uh, bunkers. Oh, no, I, that, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand that, Matt. <laughs> you know? Well, it means it can hide its population plus 14% equivalent of someone else's population, I assume. Oh, but you, what, what? They're going to take it. Here, Liechtenstein, we like you. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> no, it would be like, it'd be like, oh, we can take 114%. What we're doing is 20%. Yeah, yeah that, that's the Swiss, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let's not be Swiss. I don't know. See, communism's never worked properly anywhere, so there's no good excuse. But it's just, you know, let's all... Has communism not worked successfully anywhere because communism doesn't work? Or is it just that it hasn't been No, it's just everyone has done it wrongly, Tommy. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Can you do it rightly, though? This is, this is, this, this is oh, the... There's a challenge, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you should try and implement it in your household and see how well it goes. And then, like, uh, who, like, which country is the most socialist at the minute? Are, are they the Nordic countries? Because it's... Sorry, well, that's the most... In principle, like they're, they're still democratic, obviously. That's, that's where democratic. it's the most equal. Like, and there's a thing, like, in, in, in Denmark... In Denmark, if you're born poor, you have the most, you have the highest chance out of any country in the world to become rich. Oh, right. You know, well, so the happiest so, people in the world. Aren't yeah, they? The it's Danish. Yeah. fucking boring. Jesus. I went out with a Danish girl. Oh, my God almighty. Oh, t- honest to God. I, yeah, I know people that have had sex with mannequins and apparently it was more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're listening. It was a great time. It wasn't me. I'm not naming him. (laughs) Fucking weirdo. (laughs) Bye bye. (laughs) Oh, brilliant.